Welcome back to another episode of the Merge Feast. We are here this week and we just want to talk a little survivor. So don't have an episode to go over or review. Um, so I appreciate you guys tuning in. And um, so one of the things that we wanted to talk about this week is just kind of how Survivor has changed over the years. And I know, Brandon, you've watched the episode, you've watched every season of Survivor uh, within the last three years. Um, and Logan, I know you just went back and watched episode one or season one. Um, tell us, or kind of let's talk about how the game has changed and evolved over the years. Yeah, like you said, I just went back and watched season one. Um, just finished that, and I'm actually about four episodes into season two. Um, but it's one that I didn't realize how much the game has changed from starting it to finishing the first season. It was very plain, very uh, vanilla, I guess you could say. And there was not much to it. it. Like In today's Survivor, you have a lot of um, strategic talk and you see the um, alliance talk and like those things form in this first season. It almost felt like you were just hanging out with them on the beach and you didn't see a ton of that talking and um, strategic side of the game. Um, tribal came around and you had no idea what was happening of who was voting out or what to um, the not having an idol or any twists and turns or anything like that. You could tell very early on that clearly a new show and they were trying to figure out how they want to take it. And even going into season two, I could tell a big difference within the first few episodes of them. Okay, here's what we're wanting to do of showing more of the um, strategic talk and alliance side of things and kind of expanding on those and it's I'm, I'm excited to see the rest of it progress and adding twists and turns and the um idols and different things like that so it's been fun to watch and absolutely excited to go back through the rest of it but i know brain like you said brandon has went through and watched all of them in a more recent time frame than i have so brandon what are your thoughts on it yeah, Survivor has come a long way in its 45 seasons on the air. Uh, Survivor Borneo Season 1 uh, is pretty awesome because it was the first one. It was It's the blueprint for how Survivor is still mostly played today. Uh, there was, you know, nobody really knew what was going on and uh, spoilers, I guess, if you haven't seen the first season, but Richard Hatch, winner of season one, was the first one to kind of uh, spearhead a plan of how to be successful and how to navigate uh, the game of Survivor. And him and his uh, his toggy alliances, the two, it was two tribes back in the day. Um, so that's one change, two tribes versus having three tribes starting, but. Toggy kind of had an idea of, you know, how to navigate the game where Pagong, the other tribe, was just kind of a bunch of misfits that were out having fun and weren't really taking it too seriously. Uh, so I think it's interesting that there, you know, was no no real strategy or no real, you know, way to play the game. You had to figure it out yourself. There was no twists and turns. It was pretty straightforward. Um and now the game is you just always have to be on your toes. Like there's just always something that could pop up and you have to be paying attention to. So to go from little to nothing to what it is now is insane. And it's impressive that Survivor has been on as long as it has and it still has a pretty loyal fan base. And I think... That is a testament to all of the changes that they've made um, along the years. Blake, where are you uh, kind of at on the evolution of Survivor throughout the years? 
I'm pretty much with you guys. It is kind of crazy um, how long the show has been on the air. I mean, it's been on since the year 2000, I believe, is when, yeah, it aired May 31st of 2000. That is crazy. And so I'm one that is, I tend to be a little resistant to change uh, when they change up the game completely. Um, But I feel like they've had to make some changes. Some of them weren't great, and that's why they don't continue them. But, you know, going to three tribes instead of two has clearly been a good thing. And uh, so just little things like that, um, I think, is different. When did they... When did they start introducing hidden immunity idols? Because that wasn't around at the very beginning, was it? They, I've, I don't remember the season exactly, but I feel like it was Exile Island that they introduced immunity idols for the first time. That was pretty late, wasn't it? It was like season in the teens. Exile Island. Yeah, season 11 is when idols were first introduced okay okay yeah and then exile island was season 12 that was panama gotcha gotcha so okay guatemala gotcha was season 11 so that exile island just looking back at the winner i think that was one of the ones that i didn't watch like the entire thing of that was Aris, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember. I mean, I remember watching it, but I think that was when I was working during the time, and it was um, it was hard to keep up with it. But that's one of the few that I have not watched the entire thing of. Yeah, and they, they did Exile Island for, like, multiple seasons. I'm going to ask how many they did, because I remember they did multiple seasons, but I couldn't remember how many they actually did. Yeah, they did it several times. I think they did it kind of throughout the, the teenage seasons of Survivor. And it was a fun little twist for a while, but it was just, again, Survivor kind of recognizing, like, all right, it's time to make a change. And I feel like they always make the change at the right time. Yeah, and another big change, kind of thinking about all the different changes that have happened, um, one that you kind of mentioned or made me think of it, Brandon, was um, like stuff happening in the game and having to react to it. And those, how that changes within, used to be, what, 39 days, and now it's 26 days. Mm-hmm. The time frame is so much shorter that the game is sped up in a way and so huge difference there yeah you had you had so much downtime when it was 39 day seasons or you had you know multiple you you had uh more challenges you had multiple days between challenges votes were every three days uh versus now where it's like you're going to tribal seemingly every night it's just like there's no there's no time to rest. So it's like, in a way it's shorter, but it's gotta be a lot harder mentally to, to go through that shorter season. I mean, not only mentally, I I feel like the shorter season is much more difficult in all aspects from being a, I guess the standpoint of starting off, you don't get any food. You have to earn your rice. You don't get fire. You don't get anything like that. They don't provide you with a ton of materials or anything like that. Season one, they're gathering things off of a ship and taking that back to their place. They've got pots and pans. They've got shelter. They've got tarps. They've got all these different things. And then... They have luxury items. Yeah. Somebody has a guitar or ukulele. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and then you have now or like you literally start with nothing and some people don't even have food for the first third of the show like it's one of those that like i honestly feel like this the the new era of survivor is much more difficult than what it used to be because i mean at one point multiple points i think in season one i heard somebody saying 
man, like we were sitting on the beach bored. Like they weren't doing anything. So definitely a major, major change. It is kind of backwards to think like, okay, we'll shorten it, almost cut it in half. I mean, not quite, but, um, you know, shorten it by quite a bit and then end up having more content with less like video. So because it forces people to play faster um and i don't know i feel like there hasn't been a huge difference in the viewing other than now we we see more strategy and less kind of sitting around and playing um or just kind of sitting idly by because you have to make moves um and some of that may just be how they film it and how they put it together but I don't know. It, it almost seems like we get more action because they're there for a shorter amount of time. I, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think it's interesting. Like the reasoning for them going from 39 to 26 days, like it was obviously for the, for COVID reasons, having that 14 day quarantine. And I remember everybody kind of being up in arms about oh like it's not a real survivor season like survivors 39 days these guys aren't playing a real game and i remember season 41 being the first season i was like i kind of like this like i i don't see them going back and i don't feel like i missed out on anything as a viewer for it being 26 days rather than 39 i completely agree and when they were uh, like you, when they were talking about it, and when I heard that, it was like, what in the world? I was one of those people that was resistant to that change. And halfway through that first season, I mean, I think before halfway, it was like, okay, yeah, this this definitely works. I don't really notice anything different. I guess, and especially now, obviously, this this season being the first season that we had an hour and a half episodes, but going back and watching the first first season and it being hour long episodes man they flew by it felt like so it more content is always better but definitely don't um miss out on content with it being a shorter um like time period out on the island so well yeah. and go ahead i was just going to say i was really curious to see how survivor would um or, or how everyone would react to the 90 minute episodes. And it sounds like it was a good enough, um, a good enough thing to where they are going to continue it next year. And if I remember reading this correct or next season, not next year, if I remember reading this correctly, they, the first two episodes of the next season are going to be two hours long, which is insane. Um, and then it's, it's cool to think that, that was another big change in Survivor without really changing the game, but more changing it for the viewers. And I loved having longer episodes. It was it was a it was a welcome change and it really helped it helped me because I think in in prior seasons, like obviously hour long episodes are good on their own, but in prior seasons, like I feel like I didn't get to know the tribes very well pre-merge where in this 90 minute episode, I felt, I felt really good about every player and kind of understanding their gameplay and who they were before we got to the merge. And maybe that's just because, and I think a lot of it does have to do with the, uh, the 90 minutes where they were able to kind of tell those stories and build those characters up or I don't know it could also be because we're covering the seasons now with this podcast but I it's just been a welcome change because it very easily could have felt like the episodes were just bloated with stuff that we didn't need because I know with uh, and Blake you'd probably be able to say this better than I did but I, a lot of people were kind of mixed opinions on Amazing Race being 90 minutes uh, saying that it kind of felt weird uh, and not really necessary but I feel like every week on Survivor, that 90 minutes flew by and I just wanted more. So 
I'm glad to see that that's seeming like it's going to continue at least through season 46. I would imagine that it's going to keep going beyond that, but we'll see. Yeah, I think it'll be hard for them to go back to 60 minutes. I think everybody is going to enjoy telling the stories of those people. I can't imagine the, I mean, think about the amount of content that we would not have gotten if they were 60 minute episodes. I mean, uh, the season would have been totally different. I mean, totally not, different, but I think it still would have been good. No, I agree, but just a totally different viewing experience. And I mm-hmm. think that's what's cool about this change is that they changed the game for the viewer, not the player necessarily, but we get kind of just a different look into the game because we, we're seeing more than we ever have. Yeah. And I, like you said, Brian, I think that's why I'm so excited for the two-hour episodes at the beginning of next season is for that early um, early tribe and kind of getting to know everybody. I think, I, I hope that they really highlight a lot of that uh, and take advantage of having two hours there. And so we'll see what that looks like, but I, I hope that's how that goes so we can see more of the beginning stages. Yeah, it, it definitely helps because you look at previous seasons where like in season 44, uh, Heidi, she was a finalist and I feel like nobody knew who she was before the merge. Erica, who won season 41, same thing. You're like, who even is this person? And I would even argue like if if this was a 60 minute episode season, season 45, like I would argue that we probably would just be like man, this Jake guy is kind of annoying. What's he even doing? But they were able to kind of let us see Jake's path through the game in a way that we probably wouldn't have been able to. So not only are they able to build up D as the winner and let us see her story, but just the ability to feel like it, it, it had a really strong supporting cast around the winner. And I don't know the last time that... I felt that way. I think we said it uh, around the merge where we all felt like we could make a case for every single player post-merge to win the game. And I don't know uh, through 44 seasons at that point if I had ever felt like that was something I would be able to say. No, that is... And I've told you guys before, I I watch Big Brother as well. I haven't watched all of the seasons, but um, that is one of the things that they do really really well um is it's a huge time commitment because it's three nights a week and an hour for each episode it is insane especially the fact that it's 90 days and it's all for the most part live there are live evictions um so it's crazy but the amount of content and the character development is uh is awesome so i'm with you guys definitely hope it continues is there any change that has been made that you don't like or haven't liked? Sir, I mean, looking back, we can say, ah, oh, this one wasn't my favorite, but was there anything that they're like, that they've done, taken away, added? They're like, this has hurt the game. Uh, in a way, um, I'll give you one that's still in the game that I wouldn't be opposed to seeing them remove and it is it is final for fire making i think that fire making has always been this thing like somebody feels like they need to prove themselves in front of the jury um or it's just like a last ditch effort by somebody to add to their resume and we've had a fire making challenge that was a complete disaster we've had really good ones we've had intense ones like i can think edge of extinction chris beating uh rick devins but like for the most part like i just kind of think like let everybody 
I don't, I don't know what the change is, but I just feel like there's something weird about it where like, I, I, I guess I don't really know where I'm going with this, but there's, I, I think that they should just consider like, I don't know if it's changing the getting rid of the fire making challenge or changing like the way that the final tribal works. Maybe there's, maybe they need to drop it back down to a final two. Well, let's, let's talk about that for a minute because when it was final two for a long time, right? When did yeah. it change to final three? I don't remember it, that. It changed. Okay. It was, uh, they did, they did that also in the teen seasons as well, I believe. Okay. And has has it ever gone back to final two or has it been final three since? They did final two one time since then. It was Survivor Micronesia. It was uh, Sari, Amanda, and Parvati were the final three. And they actually all three thought that they were going to be the final three. And then Jeff threw in the twist that was like, ah, just kidding. We're doing a final two. So I would honestly like to see them pull something like that. Where they're like, oh, by the way, we're doing final two this season. And not tell them. But I don't know, maybe I'm, maybe fire making isn't the issue. Maybe it's just getting, going back down to a final two tribal. Because I feel like we've definitely had some close votes. Um, but I feel like a lot of the time you get, the winner gets, you know, six votes or seven votes or whatever and the second place gets one or two and then you have a third person that doesn't get any i feel like that's just kind of par for the course there's no like i've never been like oh this could really go one of three ways and it and i'd be happy like you you always know like one of the people sitting there has a zero shot of winning so i think reformatting final tribal in a way could be a positive. Yeah, I could see that. What about you, Logan? Man, I've been sitting here trying to think of things that they've done in the past and that maybe have hurt the game or what. And I don't know. I mean, outside of some of like the flaws and a couple of different things with like Extinction Island and um, different things like they that like that they had uh, or redemption island i think it was um and things like that but that's not in the game anymore so something that's in the game currently i don't really know of um i i get what brandon was saying there and kind of thinking about it brandon's right where most of the time like he said i don't know the last time or if it's ever happened where it's like three the votes have been split between the three people it's always one either has all of them or first place has a lot of them and then second place just has one and the other person is sitting there so i think i think that could be an a change that could happen um i don't think this way is terrible i definitely think it could be improved so but other than that, I don't, uh, I I don't know a hundred percent off the top of my head. Do you guys remember the medallion of power? No, no, I the, don't. The medallion of power was probably one of the most short-lived changes in Survivor history. It was on Survivor Nicaragua, season twenty-one. And it was basically uh, a tribe would get it. They'd, they'd earn it, and uh, it would give their tribe, it, should they decide to use it, it would give their tribe uh, an advantage at a challenge. And if they used it, they would get an advantage and probably win the challenge. If they didn't use it, they could hold on to it till next uh, till the next challenge. And I think it was supposed to be something that lasted like for most of the season. And like, I don't know, 10 or 12 days into the end of the episode or into the season, they like just, it, they just like retired it and stopped using it. Cause it was just like so poorly executed by the, the casts 
that they were like, screw this. With all that being said, Nicaragua is like one of the worst seasons of Survivor ever. So it could have just been a bad batch of players and maybe it would have been used better in a different season. But that's one of those challenges or one of those uh, twists that uh, Survivor tried and like immediately backed away from because it wasn't working how they thought it was going to. Do you have any uh, twist changes or anything that you had, Blake? Um, not necessarily. There's nothing that I just hate. There's a couple things that I don't know how I feel about uh, that are in the game right now. Sometimes I think the additional um, uh, advantages or like playing with losing your vote or you can do this challenge for this, but you might lose a vote if you don't get it. Um, while it adds like fun and excitement and randomness to the game, sometimes I wish some of that was a little simpler, uh, but maybe that, that may just be the nostalgia part of me thinking back to how it was. But, um, but again, I don't hate all of that. So, I mean, not specifically, no. I, I, you do bring up a good point about, uh, people losing their vote. I mean, we saw it. I feel like it was like four episodes in a row where at least in season 45 where at least one person didn't have a vote or multiple people didn't have a vote. And I, it caused, I think, some issues with voting. Um, so I'm kind of with you there. I, they could dial that back a little bit. And I don't think it having that in the game is still an issue. Like you said, I think just dialing it back. Because I do like that because it does add some questioning to what's going on. But that many people that many tribals in a row is like it was just too much yeah and that's just like that's been the nature of the new era of Survivor. Is like no matter what you do there's constantly something at stake yeah for sure and just keeping everyone on their toes not letting the players really get a grasp and of okay we know what's happening we're going to run things giving people the opportunity to shake it up um, good or bad because of an advantage or lose a vote, that kind of thing. I, I don't, I definitely don't think it's a bad thing, but the really the only things that I didn't like about this season were the amount of times that we had like either at the merge, we had split tribals. Cause I feel like that happened a couple times or even if it wasn't split, it was like half of them were immune yeah. So I don't know. It seemed like that drug on for three to four weeks. Yeah. I like the idea of split tribals because it's a way to shift the balance of power, but the execution was kind of weird this season. I don't know what it was though. And I, I like it when it's before the merge, like right before the merge and having to earn the merge. That's all awesome. Um, but once you're merged, I, unless there's somebody just running away with it and they want to shake it up just to make it more competitive. But I don't know. What'd you guys, not something I hate, but what'd you guys think of the hourglass twist in season 41 and 42 where this was when they started introducing, like you have to earn the merge. And this was the one where they split the everybody into two tribes winner is uh they had an odd number of people it was like 13 people six on one team six on another uh the 13th person is odd man out and they get to go on like an expedition on their own um and they have an hourglass and in this particular instance it was erica in season 41 where hey if you break this hourglass you will reverse what happened at the merge challenge so the tribe that won actually lost and the tribe that lost actually won you remember that and what did you guys think of that one i do at first i thought it was really really cool and then i don't even remember because it don't it only happened that first time right they did it 
in 41 and 42. I can't, I think they broke the glass in 42 as well. I can't remember who did it though. I do believe you, I do believe they broke it in both seasons. Okay. I was thinking they only did it in one, but regardless, it kind of felt to me like, well, dang it. What was the point of the, the challenge then? Um, for the loser to not even, I think it might have been something to say, okay, we'll go back and do the challenge over again. But to say, nope, okay, it just totally changes, then that was a little weird. It wasn't my favorite. Yeah, and I think I'm in the same boat of... I don't know. I didn't hate it, but it was one of those that I just flipping the game 180 like that and all obviously has a huge implication on the game and I don't know I honestly don't know what to think (laughs) it's one of those that like definitely a weird twist and it just depends on what you like in the game of Survivor do you like a lot of twists and turns where you don't know what's coming or do you like some of that more structured of like okay yeah here's an idol that might be thrown into it or and that's the big twist or do you like some of the I guess you could say new era where there's always something coming around the corner so I don't I think it's it's not the worst it wasn't the worst thing in the world I guess yeah, I think if they would have made it to where <clears throat> instead of it just changing the outcome that it went back before the challenge and they had to redo the challenge and maybe redraw rocks or like redivide teams, that kind of thing. Um that that could have worked better, I think, but yeah, I don't know. What'd you think of that, Brandon? I well, first off, I wasn't a huge fan, and I'm still not a huge fan of the whole earn the merge thing. Um, I just feel like if you get to the the portion of the game where it's one tribe, you should just get your buff and be able to play. But I, I don't like the idea of, all right, play your heart out, earn the merge, or, or telling you what the stakes are. Hey, if you win this challenge, you've earned the merge. And then having somebody that just drew the odd colored rock be able to just change the game entirely. And the weird, weird thing about it is it, I don't know how much weight it really carried, but Erica was the one that broke that hourglass in season 41 and ultimately won the game. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. I don't know. Not a huge fan of it. And I know we're kind of going down a rabbit hole here of twists, but Season 41 was interesting, and there's another one that I want to talk about. Uh, is that Season 41 was the first of the 26-day season, and they were just like, boom, 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 boom. I think the theme of the season was like, this this game's a monster. They were really pushing that on the promos. But the do-or-die twist, uh, if you remember that, it was basically there was, this was uh, after the tribes had merged, uh, there was a twist where the last placed finisher of that particular immunity challenge would have to basically play a game of chance at tribal council uh, on whether or not they're going to be voted out of the game. So basically Jeff had like three boxes and two of them were safe and one of them was not safe. And I think I think Deshaun, Survivor 41 finalist, I think Deshaun, I could be misremembering that, but uh, I think he played it, played do or die, and was able to actually uh, play it successfully. But what do you think of uh, your game just kind of being left up to chance and nobody voting you out, but you you being kind of taken out of the game simply because you didn't perform well at the immunity challenge. I don't know. Again, I don't know that it's my favorite thing, but I mean, a lot of this game is left up to chance. 
but I think the beauty in the game is not that it's just chance and how you perform or where you land on teams or anything like that. Like there's also the social aspect too. And the beauty in this game is the combination and the pairing, the dichotomy between the two of those. So kind of taking away that social side, no matter how well you're playing there and still being able to get voted out because or not even voted out, like kicked out. It's a little odd. Um, not my favorite thing, but I think there's a reason why it's not still in the game. Yeah, I would agree. I, I, I'm not a huge fan of it. I think the outwit, outlast, outplay from social to physical to mental to everything, I think everybody has their bad day at a challenge. Not everybody's going to be good at something strong. Not everybody's going to be good at holding something above their head or whatever the case may be. And so just because you did poorly in that challenge, I think it, I, I don't like that, that just because you did poorly, you have the chance of going home now. I, I think, um, I'm glad they don't do that any longer. You guys want to know, my favorite twist we're just we're just on season 41 right now apparently my favorite twist of uh season 41 was uh and you'll remember this when i start talking about it if you don't already but the beware advantage uh yep was the one where you you got it and you had to uh you had to go when you were at the challenge you had to kind of slip this phrase into like conversation and you needed the tr the people that had the beware advantages in, from the other tribes to also say their phrases in order for your idol to be active and here's the three phrases that had to be just casually slipped into conversation and it was hilarious so one of the phrases was i'm as confused as a goat on astroturf <laughs> another one i didn't realize this till now Broccoli is just a bunch of small trees. And then the last one, I truly believe that butterflies are dead relatives saying hi. So it was just whenever all three castaways had it and they said it together, it was just hilarious. Because at first you're like, what is even happening? And I think, uh, I can't remember who had the AstroTurf quote, but they, botched it and it was absolutely gold but one of my favorite twists that i would love to see come back in a later season when people kind of forget about it a little bit yeah that was a that was a good one and i feel like after because they did that what two different seasons at mm -hmm. least and i feel like then people would have started to ask questions about it or start to pick up on some of that a little bit so i think it might be time to bring that back because it's been a decent amount of time but yeah i like that one what about you logan i definitely think it was a fun twist and i i enjoyed the comical side of it and kind of a um i think it was fun for the the players as well i think it was um kind of un unexpected obviously and I think they had fun with it and everybody else, like the people that didn't know what they were doing were kind of obviously thrown off and like, you're crazy. So I thought, it, I thought it was a, a fun twist and absolutely a, um, a fun, uh, an interesting one just to throw out there. Yeah. And I think the beware advantage has been one of my favorite, uh, new twists in the new era. Cause you had, uh, Sabaya that had the, the idol inside of the wax, right? This season? Yeah, I forgot mm -hmm. about that. Yeah. They do a lot of just unique things. And then Austin, he had to decipher some like hieroglyphics on his tribe's like, sign. I know there's been a lot of other just interesting uses of the Beware Advantage, but it's a good one. It's a good one to, to keep around.
Yeah, I agree. I like that you find the advantage, not the idol, and then you have to complete a task to find the idol. Mm-hmm. I think that, uh, I don't know, I like that. Adds a lot more um, just, I guess, substance to the season there. Yeah, I feel like we could talk about twists for hours and hours. I have so many that are running through my head, but it'll be a four-hour show if we do that. <laughs> we'll have to uh, we'll have to come back around in maybe in a couple weeks or six months down the road and and talk more twists. Let's. Uh, I I feel like we've done this in the beginning of the season a little bit, but I'm curious to hear. And, and I know kind of some of it, but I'm curious to hear everybody's kind of story on how they got started watching Survivor. And just, uh, I mean, this is a long time to be watching the same TV show. And uh, so yeah, I'm just, yeah, talk about that for a minute. Brandon, I'll start with you. Sure. So I actually growing up, had very little exposure to Survivor. Uh, actually, any time that I watched it, it was actually at your guys' house on whatever weeknight it happened to be on. I have just like very like vague memories of like probably tribal councils or something happening. Um, but. For me, my Survivor fandom and kind of love for the game uh, started in 2020. Started during COVID, during quarantine. Um, My wife and I, uh, my wife Celeste and I were, uh, along with the rest of the world, uh, just kind of like, okay, basically the world has shut down. We need something to do. Hey, Survivor has 40 seasons. They were season 40 was airing whenever this was happening. Um and I had always kind of been like, uh, reality TV, like I don't know. I don't know if I need that in my life and I reluctantly was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's start it. So we started on season one naturally and it took about 10 minutes into season one of survivor the first episode for me to just be absolutely hooked on the show in the game and we blazed through 40 seasons of survivor we we got we got through like Season 33, uh, which I think is maybe Millennials versus Gen X. Uh, we got through that season, kind of took a break, but we then we came back and finished season, uh, got through season 40 by the time season 41 aired. Um, but I... Uh, yeah, so 2020 COVID, uh, you know, just needing something to do because there's nothing to do. And Survivor is the greatest show on television. And I am absolutely obsessed with it. I love everything about it. I probably know way too much about it. Uh, it is genuinely one of my favorite things to do, like Wednesday nights uh during survivor seasons like i i look forward to wednesday nights my wife and i always just like make 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 an event out of it and uh we're in front of the tv ready to go at seven o'clock so that's my story on survivor uh i i kind of wish that i had watched it growing up because i do feel like i missed out a little bit but i'm glad i found the show yeah, I'm glad you found the show and I'm glad you've gone back and watched them all. So even though maybe late to the party, you've uh, still been along for the entire ride. So 
Logan, I feel like ours is going to be similar, but uh, I'll let you talk about yours. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> growing up, we we really kind of started it from the beginning, watching it as a family with mom and dad uh, each weeknight. I know for a while it was on Thursday nights, and uh, that was one that started it out and was like, man, this is awesome. And I was I was only five whenever um the first season came out so i don't remember like everything about um the very early seasons so that's why i'm i'm excited about going back and watching some of those now and going through all of them uh but it was one of those that i always looked forward to thursday night watching a mom and dad if we were having dinner and running a little late or whatever, we'd go eat downstairs and watch it together. And that was just what we did. Yelling up the stairs, it's on! Like, after the commercial or whatever it was. Like, it was one that always looked forward to. And uh, growing up, I mean, even after I got older, we continued to watch it and watch it. And after moving out of mom and dad's and getting married and all of that... I continued to watch it, but Sydney never really watched it growing up. Her parents watched it here and there, but never really watched it. And so she kind of started watching it with me and she has a harder time, like kind of following along with some of the ins and outs of everything. So harder for her to like fully grab onto but just recently she's really really started to get into it and loving it so going back and watching it together has been a lot of fun and excited to kind of share that experience with her and see her just fall in love with it as well and kind of excited to enjoy it again for another time all the way through but yeah, you guys have made me think. Um, I know my wife has watched Survivor for a long time, but I don't know if she started watching it from the very beginning. Um, I'm, she's going to give me a lot of crap for this, but um, I, I should know this and I don't. Um, so I don't know where she started, but uh, I know she had been watching it. I mean, even as we, we dated and so we would always watch it together at that point. But I mean, starting off, I remember... And Logan, you probably don't remember this, but Auntie is the one that I first remember talking to us about, about Survivor and um, how much she loved it and how awesome the show was. And, and honestly, she's really the one that I think got us hooked. And I mean, you're right. There are not many Thursday nights that we would miss. And growing up, we didn't have cable or DVR or TiVo back in the day. I mean, it, when it was on at seven o'clock, we had to be there and watch it because we couldn't go back and watch it. Um, so there were very, very few Thursday nights that we missed watching that. Um, and it was, I don't know, it was fun. I, I feel like we always, our family always made a point to eat dinner together um, for the most part, if everybody was home. And that was just another thing to do as a family. And then, I mean, gosh, I remember even after Survivor watching CSI after that. And, um, it was just, it was an event that our family was, you know, kind of not centered around, but all enjoyed. And um, I don't know, it was a lot of fun. And it's, it's cool to be able to continue that with my family now, which when you start to think about it, the fact, Logan, that you were five when the show started, that is wild. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, there's players that have been on the show that weren't alive when the show started. It's just, it's so cool. And I, I think for a show to be on that long is incredibly impressive, but to be as family friendly as it is and so inclusive, somebody from five years old to 95 years old can watch the show and enjoy it. And there's old players, young players, I mean, it, there's something for everybody. And that's, I feel like that's really hard to find in TV. And it's really hard to find and stay that way for this long. So I don't know. It's, it, the show has meant a lot to my life 
it's you know I, I would love to know the amount of hours that I've spent watching this show. I'm sure I could go back and calculate it, but just with seeing all the the episodes, but it's wild. Man. I miss the days of uh not having DVR and having to like be at the TV when something was on. Yeah, that was one that like I said when I was kind of talking about growing up watching it, we'd have commercial on. You could almost always tell the last commercial or okay, it's coming close or as soon as it flipped over and you saw it we would yell, it's on. <laughs> and so you always hear somebody run down the stairs and sound like they're falling down the stairs or something, just trying to get down there in time. So you don't miss anything. And some definitely some good memories around it for sure. Yeah, I agree. It, it would definitely be hard now. Cause that's like the right when, I mean, seven o'clock is right when we begin to start putting Violet down and we don't get her down till almost eight, but that uh, it would be tough now to do that. So I'm, I'm definitely thankful for the DVR now, but I'm with you. That was, it was a lot of fun. Seemed like life was less busy then too, but I don't know if there's anything else you guys want to talk about, but I do want to kind of highlight or preview uh, what the next couple of weeks might look like um, just for the audience. Um, we will continue to to do a podcast. It will more than likely be every other week. So we'll take next week off, come back in two weeks. Um, and we've got a couple ideas of things to talk about, but um, we want to talk about kind of ranking the new era seasons. Um, maybe uh, it would be cool to do all of them, but that, that might be a lot. Uh, want to talk about kind of survivor all-stars maybe do something fun there and uh, and then let's talk some villains for a while the and all the the villainous moves that we've seen over the years i think would be a lot of fun to talk about so um if you guys don't have anything i'll kind of close it out go for it well thank you everyone for tuning in um we uh like we said last time, this is a lot of fun and uh, we enjoy you listening. So uh, tune in in two weeks and not sure what you're going to get, but it will be fun. And uh, yeah, can't wait to have you back.